Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Alone at Lunch early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up, however you hydrate. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk, nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today, using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. And it was Carly, right? Yes. Yes. Leland. Leland. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> Leland. Leland. We're doing it. That's on my writer. I make everyone. That's how I start every product. You have to start by shouting my name. And you have to be excited when mm-hmm. you do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Alone at Lunch. I am Emily Walsh, and I'm here with my co-host, as always, Carly Montag. Hey, everyone. Hello, and we have Leland Long on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yep, that's it. Nailed it. Start now. Excited. How the heck are you? I'm great. Uh, I feel really good. I'm excited to be here. Um, How the heck was your day? It was good. I kind of just la- lazed about with yeah. uh, my girlfriend. We uh, did uh, laundry for what a her. Beautiful delightful day. day. Yeah. We were watching Ozark. Oh, it's spicy. Yeah. The, the Are you in season. the current season? Yeah. We have one more episode. We have two and more. So I'm like, right. It's oof, It's yeah. spicy. We could only do like one episode a day because yeah, I can't emotionally. We have to take like Instagram breaks where we just pause it and be like, all right, let's look at cats for a second because yeah. this is like too much there's dog in a hat okay cool now yeah. back to the drug cartels yeah, yeah exactly they have you ever watched those no i haven't watched it i know i should but i i feel like sometimes i don't want to watch things that everyone else is watching oh 100 oh, sure. that's the thing about me <laughs> i watched it i started watching it without knowing much about it because i just love jason bateman yeah like, oh, i just yeah. love jason bateman i was like he's directing it like yeah. it's gonna and it's very good but i've never seen him in this type of role and yeah, i'm like he is You're intense. really really good in it too yeah yeah but it's intense it's not a casual show. It reminds because no. like Brian Cranston when he did Breaking Bad, like he was known for being a comedic actor, and then they like threw him to. Is it very similar to that? It is very similar. similar yeah. yeah. What what is it with all these? There's like I'm no more comedy for me. Give me the hardest, hard hidden stuff. I mean, I guess 
I mean, they always do say like I've heard so many people say like if you can do comedy, you can you can do drama, but not the reverse. Mm. Oh yeah, like dramatic actors have a very hard time like suddenly doing comedies. So yeah. Yeah. I guess I mean also Jason Bateman. I think people our age forget that he's been acting since he was like eight. Yeah, what Little House so in the Prairie just, like, or one of those. Yeah, he and then he had a show. That was like Michael J. Fox's show. Like they were rival teenagers in family oh, sitcoms, shoot. like in his teenage years. And then he did. He had like a whole ten years where he like did a bunch of drugs and like <laughs> it's like his dark time. And then yeah. he came back and was like Arrested Development. Here I am. Yeah, that's when he learned how to do the drama. And he's exactly. like, All right, I'll exactly. do some comedies before <laughs> this, and then I'll really get into it. I'll get into some dark shit. You know your Jason Bateman facts. I love him. He is, <laughs> he is, I, we, I really hate things like the, like, very stereotypical, like, if you had five people you could, like, sleep with that weren't your husband, but he would be on that list. Like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, like, when I say I love him, yeah. Like, I love him. Oh, wow. Where does he fall Saul on the list? Out. You don't have to say the other four, but just one to number? three. One, one to three. One okay. to three. Nice. Yeah. Jason. One to four. Jason. Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> one through four. Yeah. Yeah, and then the number five is the coach from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's the whole list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. That's all. Nice. What's your list? Oh, my list? I don't have uh, one. So you guys don't... haven't thought about this? <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is on there. Oh, oh yeah. Very attractive and like Fun weird and weird. And weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dry, yeah. It's a great Ooh. list. That's where you can stop right yeah. there. And do you yeah. have That's anybody it. on your five? What's give us one of the five? You know, um, oddly enough, I really love John Krasinski. <laughs> okay. That's a fair answer. That's okay. a fair answer for someone who's okay. only dated women. So yeah. also an interesting answer <laughs> for someone who's feminine. like trying to go against the grain. Yeah. And not watch what other people watch. Very yeah. basic. Yeah. You know, yeah. Very basic man on a basic show. Handsome, endearing. Yeah. I get it. Don't get it wrong. I don't wrong. like scary movies, but I've seen A Quiet Place a couple times. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. I keep wanting to watch that for a variety of reasons because I've heard it's good and it also yeah. like my friend is very involved in the deaf community she's an interpreter and like mm. the actor is actually deaf and they all learned actual sign language yeah. so I wanna, like wow. support awesome. projects that like yeah. actually have deaf actors like I like, really was trying to work myself up to go see it in the theater to like yeah a tribute to their like sales or whatever and then i was like miss scary it's too scary you don't realize <laughs> that there's no sound until you like leave the theater and you're like oh my god i haven't heard a yeah, noise just, in like you, two hours yes <laughs> you just walk out to a new york city street and you're like oh this is too much yeah and you gotta go back exactly. in to the quiet place yeah. watching watching movies in general in theaters in new york city i feel like is a very weird experience because yeah. like if you're in a suburb you like get in your car and you like process it just with the friends you went with and like yeah. You can kind of take a second, but I feel like every movie I see in New York, either you're out on Loud Street or you're going to dinner with a bunch of people. Like, it's always like, don't take a second. Just yeah. keep moving. Yeah. Like, I feel like you don't get yeah, to process. Yeah, there's no parking lot experience. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just went and saw the Scream. The oh, yeah. Scream movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen that. My girlfriend's really into those. And I had a thought afterwards. I was like, you know what would be a really scary movie? And she said that they did this in one of the other uh, Screams. Would be if there was a whole movie set in a movie theater. Oh. But a so, spoiler for Scream 2, which is from <laughs> 1999, so I'm not going to feel guilty for spoiling yeah. this. But wait, the wait, first. I haven't watched it yet. It's not a huge spoiler. Do you <laughs> want, I was kidding. like, I'm scared. Yeah, I was like, do you have a marathon planned? I'll respect that. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the very first scene of the second movie, it's everyone is at the movie Stab, which is the movie that was made about the Scream killings. So in this reality, Scream is real. Scream happened. Those murders happened. And people made a movie called Stab. 
about the murders and all these people go to the movie and they're all wearing the masks and everyone's like got the fake knives i hate this and they're running around and this woman gets stabbed or no the man gets stabbed well a person in a couple gets stabbed and the other person in the couple doesn't realize what's happening until it's too late and he like it's it's oh i wish i could remember who it was it's like a well-known actor that you're like because the whole thing with Scream 1, not to really get into Scream, I'm also a fan of the films. <laughs> is Jason Bateman in it? Uh, well, no, sadly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Drew Barrymore in the first movie was going to be the lead for the whole movie. And she was like, no, no, kill me in the first scene because they, no one will know what hit them. Ooh. So I know you guys oh, are fun. like, yeah, a little too young to remember when that movie came out. But to, she was on all the posters. She was like the woman who's actually... The lead who plays Sydney Prescott, the actress's name, I can't remember right now, but Drew Barrymore was was shown as the lead actress. Like if you went was to it see like that movie, on the poster, she was like the she biggest. Was the fir- she was the first one in the okay. front. And we Genius. all were like, and also that was a time where you saw previews only at the movie theater. Like we really didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And we were like, okay, we're going to this movie. And then she just fucking, and then they draw out the first scene. Have you guys seen the first one at all? No. no. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, she she literally dies in the first 10 minutes, but you're like, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Like she keeps almost not dying. And yeah. you're like, OK, she's going to she's Drew Barrymore. She's yeah, going to get out of this. Out. Like, and then <laughs> yeah. like she's dead and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like it really like blew our minds wow. as young yeah. people in 1997. Like, That's let me wild. tell you, I was like 11 when that movie came out. And I was like, this is the craziest thing <laughs> that anyone could come up with <laughs> in the world. But then the stab movies. Now it's off the rails. I did see the new scream that I did enjoy it. Yeah. But it is absolutely off the rails. Yeah, like. yeah. So that's what I would want is the from Scream Two, the beginning scene, but a full length movie. Oh yeah. All set in a movie theater because that would be freaky just looking yeah, around. Yeah, that's horrible. That very meta. Yeah. Wow. Did you know you were going to get into the screen, the scream, uh, ramble when you mentioned it? You gotta no, be careful with that. To be fair, <laughs> I'll go on any tangent. This will be a really, really quick one. Scream three set at the movie studios where they're making Stab Three. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's inside baseball, right there. That's inside baseball. I wow. think they're worth watching. I enjoy. I really. I, I watched it. all of them in the past two years, either COVID or when my elbow broke. It was on my <laughs> list of like couch couch times. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I watched them all. All right, I'm ready. Except for four. But anyway, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the la- the one that I saw in the theaters just now, Scream 5. Yeah. And it was fun. I think I got it, but I don't know if I would go again. It was like a one time. <laughs> yeah. And I think you have to... I was watching it with my husband who has only seen the first Scream. And it was because he watched it with me, not when he was younger. Ah. So he was like, I get what they're doing here, but I'm not feeling it the same. Like I, the first time I saw it was like at a slumber party when I was 12. So yeah, like classic. I have like a lot of like, and then he's going over there. And like we watched that <laughs> yeah. first one like a hundred times. In sleeping bags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just be like, what's, is he here? Oh, he's kind of cute, but is he a murderer? Like it just like <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. So it's like a whole different experience. So he probably watched it similarly to you or just like, this is a movie. Like I am experiencing a film, Yeah, but yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Leland, now it's, <laughs> you it, go ahead. It's interesting that you are such a big fan of the screams, but couldn't work up the courage to go watch A Quiet Place. Oh, is it just different yeah. types of horror? So this is what it is. If it is, if it is like quote unquote real, like Scream is not supernatural in any way, and there's no murdery children. Okay, it's like <laughs> teens and adults murdering teens and adults, which is obviously like not good. But I, I do not actually fear that. 
but I mm. not that I actually fear a monster that hears <laughs> that hears things. I'm yeah. trying to figure this out exactly because it's that is interesting. But Do you I think, think it's like uh, you have a shot against a human. But I like, think so. Maybe I think I could outsmart the scream teens. Sure. But like a sound monster is I'm dead. Yeah. Like I also a do monster. I do occasionally have like adult nightmares. Like I wouldn't say night terrors because I don't like like I know night terrors are like you might scream or whatever. But I definitely have actual nightmares where I wake up and I feel like I'm 10 and I saw like a monster. So I try not to watch anything that gives me nightmare fuel because okay. I will see that same thing. Like I I forget. Maybe it was like Cloverfield, which I know is not even good or scary. But if I like get that kind of image in my brain, it will come back. Okay, so I just yeah. try to like avoid. I'm like, there's not really a point for sense. this. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. leave this alone. Nev Campbell. There you go. Bingo, Got bingo. It. That's Google for you. I'm glad we. I'm glad. <laughs> sorry, Nev. You are the star. Also, Courtney Cox and David Arquette. That's where yeah. they met. Yeah. Uh. I was watching that. I I am such a nerd about certain things, and we were watching the new <laughs> oh, <yeah>? one. <laughs> but we were watching the new one, and they are like having this conversation, and they had been divorced in the movies, and then they're like back together in this conversation in the new movie. And I was like, Danny, they really they were really married, and they're really divorced, and I think these are like genuine emotions. And he was like, Shut, uh, just shut up, like, just, <laughs> yeah. just stop talking. I'm like, No, this is important cinema. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Leland, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Ah, yes. Classic Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, it is a dry heat. <laughs> That's about all I know about You were in, tu- I don't know much about, tu- is Tucson proper? You like grew up in Tucson? Yeah, so it's nice. um, it's like two hours south of Phoenix, Arizona, closer to Mexico. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I grew up in the suburbs. There was, for like the first half of my life, a desert. It was like my house, the street, and then a de- like a, just a block of desert Whoa. in front of us. And then, like, houses have since been built there. But yeah. So we get, like, coyotes and these things called javelinas, which are, like, desert pigs, basically. Oh they just, like, wander around in our neighborhood. Wow. Uh, yeah. So rural, a bit. A bit rural. Yeah. But, like, but you it, had access to, like, a city. Or you yeah, were, yeah. 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 Um, it was probably, like, a 30 minute drive into downtown. Gotcha. Did you have neighbors around you? Or was just you, desert? No, we had some neighbors around us. Yeah. The okay. pigs. They called the, the pigs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like growing up in the desert? I did. It was um, interesting. I think, uh, and this might just be like everyone's growing up experience. I was, when I got to adulthood, I was like, I'm ready to leave this place behind for forever. But yeah. it was fun enough. Yeah. Um, I uh, would go like camping and stuff in the desert. I was in the Boy Scouts, so I had to like, uh, yes. we went camping and stuff Did you a lot. earn all your badges? Sash- I don't it's know. Badges. badges. I, earned, I earned a lot. Yeah. I <laughs> did got- you do Philmont? Is that in Arizona or that's in? I know. I think that's in Arizona. Okay. But I didn't do Philmont. Gotcha. There was another What's... camp called Geronimo that okay. I did. Philmont is like a, I think it's like a week long camping trip in Arizona. So I was in Venture Crew, which is a co-ed branch of the Boy Scouts. Okay. Yeah. I know Venture. And you could not be an Eagle Scout. You can now, but it was very, mm. I was very upset that I couldn't be an Eagle Scout. And we did sea base which is a week-long camp in the in key west where you like sail and i was like very proud of that and re- like really enjoyed it and then i got to college and my friend chris who i am still friends with um had been like an eagle scout boy scout it was way more intense because i did venture crew and i really liked it but we would do one event a month and it, all the people that i did it with were my normal friends we all joined together so i wasn't like a, oh that's like, fun yeah yeah it was really it was a good time but i was like 
Uh, I had done sea base, which is just sailing. It's pretty easy. And Philmont is like desert hiking, like intensity. Yeah. And Chris would always be like, oh, you did sea base? Like, I did Philmont. Like, the first time <laughs> I did Philmont. And I was like, I don't know about you, man. Like, now we're good friends. I was at his wedding. But like. <laughs> I think I remember people that were in my troop doing Philmont, but I never. It sounded I, intense. Yeah. I was kind of in Boy Scouts for like the bare minimum. Like, I got my Eagle Scout. And then they were like, oh, you should come back and like keep doing stuff and volunteer. And I'm like, I'm done. Why? I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Is that the highest? That's the highest. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, so it was like a big ceremony. It's like everybody works towards it. You're, yeah. you're like older by the time you get that. Yeah. Right? I think I was like 17 or 18. Yeah. And you have to like, uh, so you have to go through all the ranks, which each require like badges and like things you got to do. And then the Eagle Scout, you have to uh do a big like community project mm -hmm. and then you have to write up a big report about it and like whoa basically kind of like a um thesis in college if they like oh my pitch goodness. it yeah it's like a big deal yeah. but not yeah. as not as i don't want to say i don't want to take away from college thesis because i think, I think it's can. like it's like getting the phd <laughs> I, it was actually probably harder than yeah, a college yeah, thesis. So. Yeah. Um, phd and badges yeah yeah yeah. What did you do for your project? So there was like a ranch in Arizona that like um they had it's gonna sound weird, but they had orphans there, but they weren't like in corrals. They were like <laughs> <laughs> they weren't in the barn. Yeah, yeah. It was like they had houses for them and then they had like corrals for animals. And uh so we just did a couple things for them. We like painted a barn and like put wiring on fences so that horses wouldn't eat it. Oh sure. And then they had this like um path that went down to the riverbed that we like it was like eroding underneath it, so we like cut a new path out of the brush oh, wow. further into the cliffside, so they wouldn't. And then when we went back like a month later, like the old path had fallen down. So I was like, all right, well, it's a good thing we did this. Good move, yeah, yeah. Wow, my cousin has three sons that are all scouts, and one of them became an Eagle Scout a couple years ago, and he. I'm sure there was more that went into it, but when, from what I saw, he just made like a, basically like a bike rack, and I was like okay well, you know bike rack that's it's community project and then his younger brother is doing his project now and he built like an entire bird sanctuary and it's like <laughs> yeah, this giant yes. like building with that's like pretty elaborate and i was like i genuinely don't know how you did that as a 17 year old yeah yeah so it's i was wild. like okay no the projects haven't gotten smaller college just a slacker like good to know i got lucky because there was like a detachment of like army people there that are also doing work oh wow and like a couple people came over to like help clear the brush because they're like we're gonna do that instead of what these guys are doing and i'm like oh cool i'll take Great. the extra help yeah yeah what is the like course of like after becoming an eagle scout like is there an expectation like people go on and do this or is it just like okay this is part of your life and now it's just kind of over I mean, it depends. It varies for, like, what the person yeah. wants. I know my, like, dad wanted me to do more mm -hmm. afterwards, but I was kind of just, like, done. I really just didn't... I had a good time there, but I was, like, kind of one of the ones that, like, didn't want to participate in a lot of the activities and just, <laughs> yeah. like, go off into the desert and hang out with my friends yeah. and, like, light stuff on fire and... <laughs> That, do all the badges right. yeah, yeah. yeah. badge. i remember when i was in high school being an eagle scout to me from knowing my cousins who had done it and some friends was basically like make sure you put that card like in the front of your wallet so if you get pulled over and they see your eagle scout you probably won't get a ticket like that <laughs> oh, was like just, the reason i just wear my uniform whenever i drive somewhere like, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, i don't fit it anymore it's very <laughs> yeah. very yeah. tight on me yeah your leader hosen 
That's yeah. Yeah, my, <laughs> was, my boy scout leader was in, I did my uh, last badge in Germany. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. Um, was that your like big thing? Like, did, were most of your friends from there? Did you have other things going on, like in school or? That was probably the main like thing that I did extracurricular. Yeah. Wise, um, I didn't. I did band for a little bit in like middle school, mm-hmm. and then uh, I did acting. Oh. Like my last year of high school Great. and then like minored it in college. But other than that, I really didn't get into a lot of stuff. That was probably the main like thing. Yeah. I would do extracurricular. Well, um, what about like with your friends? Where did you have like a lot of friends in other places besides the Boy Scouts? Was it mostly from there? Did you, were you big into academics? Like what was going on with that? Um, I mean, I think I'd play like video games with my friends. Great. Classic. From school. Yeah. Uh, but I think most of them were in Boy Scouts, Scouts. and we do stuff with that. Such nice boys. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. system was, what What were you playing? I was playing the Playstations. So oh, I had a PlayStation sure. 3 and PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 2. And, Basically uh, all of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Couldn't Not do the, the one. Too, yeah. too pricey. Uh, too much. Yeah, too vintage at that point. But yeah, I had a good friend that I would just, uh, we'd stay up late at night, sleepovers, playing that that was our scream was oh, the yeah. PlayStation. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. I wasn't very, I wish I was more adventurous. I wish I did like sports in extracurriculars and things, but. You I mean, know. you were Boy Scout. That's pretty adventurous. Yeah. Literally a definition, I think, of adventuring. Yeah. Yeah. We went down, uh, we hiked in the Grand Canyon once. That's Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Which was like uh, a 20 mile hike. And oh, you well. like hike. The first mile is like going down the canyon, and then the other nineteen are like walking along <laughs> the bottom. Yeah. And um, there was a Native American village like at the bottom of the Grand Canyon that they get everything via helicopter going in and out. Oh my wow. god! Yeah, and um, I remember they're like one mile because after them there was like another mile of hiking, and you get to these like beautiful waterfalls. So that's where we were going. And uh, on the way out, me and my dad were like, hey, you just want to take a helicopter out? <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> so he bought a helicopter trip for us. So we had to wait in this Native American village for like hours because yeah. they had to do all their <laughs> business first before they let people take it out. And then they like packed as many people in as they could and like pushed our big backpacks into the oh my god compartment and as we were taking off my backpack fell out (gasps) oh my god of the helicopter yeah so we got up to the top and then we had to wait there for them to bring the backpack on another trip but at least it fell out right away and not like halfway through and they're like yeah it's gone forever it's gone just climb back up yeah that's crazy (laughs) helicopters i i it's a weird segue. Helicopters are crazy, but I, <laughs> I was like trying to figure Let's out how to go into this. Let's talk about helicopters. Let's just talk about helicopters. Well, it just—I the only time I've been in a helicopter, um, Danny and I went on this like seven-country, thirty-day like European crazy adventure like five years ago, and we were in this place called the Faroe Islands. And the only reason we went there is because they have like a huge population of puffins, oh. like these little birds. And yeah. I was like. Literally, it's like the most like white girl Instagram reason. Like I was just like, look at this place. Should we go there? Like, and so we went, and we took a ferry there. But the ferry only came in and out every three days, and so oh. you could take yeah. So we were like, we only need to be there for like a night. We don't need to like. We're <laughs> yeah. just gonna look at these birds and we're gonna get out of there because the island with the puffins has thirteen uh, residents. That's literally the most the, all the wow. people that live there. 
So we were there and we were going to take the helicopter out. It's the mail helicopter. So they bring, they come every day with mail. <laughs> they're like, in. you have to hold this letter. Oh, on your way yeah. Like this bag of mail is going to be. Here. I was like, and is there a female one? Yeah. So I couldn't go. I had to wait <laughs> two more days. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, we were there and we were with this cup. So we, we were going to camp and we did camp, but this like goose, like literally wouldn't let us set up our tent. Like it was like trying to like quack us off the island. We set up our tent and we went to have the like dinner and there was like an, an inn on the island that was like really, really expensive, like $300 a night or you oh, could geez. camp for like 10 bucks. So we're like, okay, we're camping. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. But they had a little like food, not even food court, like a woman who made hot dogs. And so we, <laughs> the way that the like tourist like pit, like brochure before we got to the island made it seem was that it was like a restaurant, but it was, it was a couple weeks before the season started. So she was like, I literally just have hot dogs and I only have two. Do you guys want each want one hot dog? <laughs> we were like, Classic. yes, Gourmet, I guess we five star. Yeah. So we had one hot dog each and then we had like uh, two beers each because she was like, that's what we have. And the entire Fair Islands is uh, they have like a real problem with alcohol. So all of their beers are only 3%. Like oh. an average beer is like 5%. So it's, yeah. they're just less. It's like when you're in high elevation, they just make them lower ABV to keep these like drunk men from being they're drunk. Like, Listen, the other 10 people here are all alcoholics. <laughs> they're all alcoholics. So. so we water it down and you're going to have to deal with that. So we had this beer and then this like other couple came to get hot dogs or whatever. And they, we end up like staying up with them and we had like one more beer. And then the woman was like, you guys have had all the beer on the island. Uh, <laughs> So You're you trying. can you can stay here, but we're out of beer. She's like, I went to my brother's house. He doesn't have any either. Like we're oh we're fresh God. out. So then the this British guy and the other couple was like, I have some tequila. Should mm. I just go get it? And we're like, Yeah, like that's a great idea. Perfect. Yeah. And so he gets the tequila, and we're drinking, and we're getting a little tipsy. And he kept being like, Emily is so much like our friend Megan, right? And he keeps going to his girlfriend, like, right? Emily's so much like Megan. And this girl, Katie's like, yeah, I guess so. Like, I don't know. And then as he's drinking, he's like, man, Megan's such a slut. Like, Megan, <laughs> Megan's such like an idiot, right? Emily's such like Megan. And he just kept comparing them. And finally, Danny, who is like not an alpha male, like by any means, was like, hey. And just kind of like slapped him in the face a little bit. Like just like a teensy little slap. And then the guy immediately was like started laughing and Danny felt like really bad. He's like, I can't believe I just hit you in the face. Like, I'm so sorry. And the guy was like, no, 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 it's fine. And Danny was like, hit, hit me in the face. You gotta, you gotta even it out. Hit me in the oh, face. Oh no. So John refused to hit him in the face, this other British guy. And so Danny, uh, and mind you, we've drank all the beer on the island and some of this plastic bottle tequila at this point. Danny's like, Emily, you need to hit me in the face to like even it out. And so I gave always him like a, a good, little slap. Always a good idea. Always a great idea. Yeah. And I, I literally was just like this because like very lightly because I was like, I'm not going to hit my boyfriend in the face. And then they were like, oh, that wasn't enough. And I <laughs> the, like the, the other couple. The other like, couple. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you hit him, him harder. Uh, and I do not take I don't take like that's not peer pressure. But I, I was riled up. So I was like, I like swung back and hit Danny in the head <laughs> uh, and it punctured his eardrum. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And so the next we didn't realize that at the time. We were very, very drunk. We ended up uh getting sick. Danny threw up near the goose. We went to sleep. We woke up. 
we the reason I took this told this story is we had to get on the helicopter that mm. morning. I was and wondering when we were going to get to the helicopter. Well, I had we had I mean <laughs> that was all part of it because yeah. Danny was hungover enough to be lying on the ground like spooning his backpacking backpack. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, the helicopter's coming. <laughs> and you were just like, like, oh, that was great, but so loud. So and he's like, loud. Doesn't seem that loud to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so a lot literally of we're in, in here though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in the helicopter, and he's like, I think you punctured my eardrum, and I was like, oh no like i because i didn't know what that really meant at all like yeah. i was just really worried about it but we didn't have the internet or service or anything so we finally get to the airport because we were flying to copenhagen that day and i googled it and it was like because i was just like flying with a punctured eardrum because i literally i have no idea i think maybe it's gonna like pop something else like i was yeah. just like what could happen and it was like folks with a punctured eardrum might actually be more comfortable in flight because <laughs> there's no pressure in their head there you and go. i was like did you a favor yeah. yeah, you're welcome. Hey, you're welcome. Will you marry me <laughs> in five years? Do you want to get married? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What is what a what a story? I realized once I started telling it, I couldn't make it any shorter, so I just <laughs> kept going. Yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> That's like, perfect. It has to keep going. So did he have to like go to the hospital? Do you? How do you treat that? Uh, so basically, you don't. We like looked it up, and it was basically like if you go swimming, put in earplugs, and mm. then if you art you know it kind of heals on its own it's basically like if you feel pain after this many days like see a doctor but he he didn't really he was like a little uncomfortable and then we the end of the trip was like on a sailboat and we were a little worried about that because the whole point is like you jump off the boat and you're in the water yeah. you know whatever but by then once he had earplugs he was like i'm not like thrilled but i'm fine mm-hmm. yeah. and now it's five years later now so i fine. guess it was fine yeah. i don't know that was a it was a wild <laughs> ride it was like it a 30 day trip which yeah, it was it was wild. It was a good time. But what um Leland was your post high school boy scouts next step? Like, so I finished before I finished high school. Yeah. And like, then um I went to college in Tucson and that yeah. was like uh that was fine. I I started with architecture school. Oh, wow. And I was only in there for half a semester because <laughs> it was just like too much. Yeah, this is not for me. Yeah. It was like um, we talked. Everyone was saying it was so hard. And then I talked to like a, a fifth year because they had five years for oh, architecture. No. I talked to a fifth year student. I was like, is it just um, hard or is it tedious? And he's like, oh, it was both. It's both hard <laughs> and tedious. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just so. I just left that. And then I went to business for a little while and then got into comedy and um classic transition yeah yeah <laughs> i had a friend that was like uh in the improv team there and i would watch him and audition to try and get on that team and it didn't happen but he was also doing the stand-up open mics at the club there oh, and cool. so i tried to go watch him one time and they were like i was 19 and they're like you can't come in and watch uh but if you want to perform next week you can <laughs> okay and so i was like all right so go. i came back There's next week and started uh going up at that club and then I came to uh, New York. My, I had a sister that lived here. And she's like, you should come and do like an internship and uh, see if you like it here. And so I did. And I stayed for like a sum- for like three months in the summer. Yeah. And um, I did an internship at Stand Up New York. Amazing. And I have also interned at Stand Up New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Way I back, didn't know that way about back, either of you. Way back in the day in college. Yeah. Oh, wow. What, what year? Uh, t- I was a sophomore, I don't know, 2009, 10, one oh, of those. Oh, okay. 
I think mine was 2014. Oh, wow. That's a difference. Or, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a difference. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah. And mine was just like, they had like two, I don't know if they had the same for you, but they had like two groups of interns, ones that were like useful that could like push tickets and come up with ideas mm. for getting tickets out. And then another group that would just like help move bottles around and sure. help clear out just the basement. Labor. Yeah. yeah. La- and I was in the laborer group. Yeah. Nice. That sounds nice. I, um, I was an intern like in their office during the day, like sorting through all those cards that people fill out that are like, give us your email and oh, we'll do this. Yeah. And so I yeah. would be like, do you think this is a three or an eight? And then I'd have to like input it into a thing. I mean, this is like way back in the day. I also was You're using a chisel and stone. Pretty yeah. much. Just putting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. That just throwing I, out a carrier pigeon. Just, like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, we're trying Excel to get sheets. butts and seats. <laughs> yeah. you know? I know. Get the pigeon or out like there. it'd be like somebody who turned in like a 1995 like free ticket because it never expires. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like they'd come up and they'd be like, like, hey, um, I want to come in. They're like, what is this even from? Like, doesn't have an expiration date. Like, let me in. Doesn't matter. That yeah. person goes to Bed Bath and Beyond a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or then they'd also be like the one who would have to go find some that person in Times Square who was like handing out free oh, ticket sure. or whatever, oh, yeah. and like give them a pack of tickets. And they'd be like, all right, he's standing on this corner. He's never standing on that corner. Like, I'd I'd, I'd be like, hey, do you know where he is now? Because he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Does State yeah. of New York still have people barking? I don't think I don't know. Again, this was this was in 1994. No, they had them when I (laughs) was there in like 2015, and they would always like call in and be like, "Hey, I heard um, Tina Fey was going to be there performing." It's like, no, she doesn't do stand up. No, she's never been here. She never will be. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, Yeah. once every six years, Seinfeld will come. So maybe (laughs) it'll be a lucky night. I know, right? Or they'd be like mad that they were like, "Hey, I thought this theater was in Times Square because I got the ticket in Times Square, and I have to go to the Upper West Side." Yeah. Yeah. I did see that a woman who I did not do know did stand up was at stand up New York this weekend and it was one of the women who played a um, district attorney on Law and Order SVU oh wow she was at the club like two nights and I now need to look up her stand up because I'm like what is going on there what's happening everybody's a comedian I guess. I just want to know if it was like something she used to do and then she was an actress and now she's going yeah. back or did she do it the whole time and I've just never heard of it or did she wake up in her 50s and say, I'm famous enough to do stand-up at Stand-Up New York? Yeah. Like, here I go. That's it. That's the dream. All possibilities. All, All are of very those possible. are very likely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you use that opportunity to like bounce into that community and like get into the New York comedy scene? A little bit. So uh, I knew a couple people... So I left at the end of that summer and then I got home to Arizona and I was still in school, but I was like, I just want to be back in New York. I don't want to do business. I don't want to spend more money. Yeah. And so I dropped out of college and uh, moved in with my parents and just Great. like saved up for a year and a half and then moved back here. And I knew a couple people when I moved here. Yeah. Were you um, doing comedy that whole time? Like when you were yeah, at your parents? I was doing it in Arizona. How did, were they like, yeah, this is great. Like pursue your dreams. They're like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think they were like, pursue my dreams. Amazing. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. great. Um, it also helped that I have an uncle that lived here. Or yeah. Still lives here. And he let me, I still stay at his place. Because he's like, yeah. yeah, just come live at my place. Oh, great. Um, so that really helped a lot. I'm That's sure awesome. if there was, they would, I'm sure they would not be as supportive if I didn't have that lifeline. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's a big, it's a big leap to just be like, I'm going. Yeah. Like, yeah. see you later. And that's been it. Like, you've just come here and done comedy ever since. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, how was it? So you had a couple people that you knew. How was it like breaking into the New York scene? Um, it was okay. I I made two friends pretty quick with people just based on the fact that they were also from Arizona. <laughs> yeah, nice. I kind of used That's that as like a stepping stone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then from there, I just kind of grew friends. Yeah, and, as uh, as one does. Yeah. I just was at like the Creek in the Cave a lot, mm-hmm. and you grow close with people from there. And um, every once in a while, their Instagram like something will pop up on their Instagram. And it takes me like three whole seconds to remember they do exist. It's just in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm like creaking the cat. Oh right, they they moved. Yeah, but it's like I don't think they do exist in the same way anymore. I don't think so. No, you know, I think they're just a comedy club now. Whereas before, it was like a place where you could see anything happen. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And it was like a community and an environment and yeah. like a thing. And now it's like a place that Joe Rogan goes to and. Yeah, yeah, and like a headliner will come and do yeah. a weekend there. And it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to see a open mic or get naked here. Yeah. And, yeah. and play the flute or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's not going to happen. How, what, what was the difference, like the biggest difference you saw in the comedy scene in Tucson versus out here? Uh, in New York? Well, there was just like a lot of, like the bar, the thing that I like the most about New York comedy is that the bar is so high. Yeah. That there's like a r- lot of really good people here. So you're like, yeah. oh, I have to be. Yeah. As good, if not better. Right. And whereas in Arizona, it's like you can get by with a lot less. Yeah. Like you can get good laughs with less material. Yeah. Uh, less good material. And so that's just like the main difference. There's also just more. I mean, New York is uh, the more stage time than anywhere else. Sure. So it's like in Arizona, you can get up like three times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in New York, you can get five times a night. Yeah. If yeah. You're really lucky. So. Those are the main differences. Um, but I still go back every once in a while. Like, I try and go back once a year and uh, say hi to everybody. Yeah, they're like, Leland! Yeah, exactly. hey! It's weird because none of my original group of friends that I started in comedy with in Arizona have yeah. moved. Mm-hmm. So I just go back and they're like all still there, but like a little bit older. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we still go up yeah. at the, this, this yeah. one place or these two places. Exactly. We have day jobs and our lives are the same. And it's nice for me because it's like, oh, well, I can just go back and nothing's changed. And then I can leave when I'm ready to go back yeah. to New York. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting because I feel like I'm sure it happens everywhere. But like I started here, you started here. I so did. I feel like it's it's almost more likely that the people you started with have quit by now than they have stayed the same. Like I feel like a lot of people yeah. that like I'm not necessarily like, super close with, but sometimes I think about like early bar shows or something will come up on my phone that was like four years ago you were here and I'm like yeah, yeah. half of these people are on TV and half of them I haven't seen since this bar show. Yeah, like yeah, this exactly. is a wild ride. Well also the pandemic put a big like Yeah. A lot of people just stopped going out because of the pandemic and then they're like, Oh, I don't have to do this yeah <laughs> i'm gonna stop doing this I know. yeah i found another thing in life that brings me joy exactly yeah it's kind of crazy because i still i feel like i i sat out for a while and i like went before vaccines and and before vaccines i didn't do anything indoors because i was just like i'm not you know i'm not gonna do that and my husband's not in comedy i'm not gonna bring COVID to him so oh, i yeah. can do a show for four people like this is just not a good idea but I've been back f- since everything was legal. Like, I just have been following the law. So now it's almost like a year that we've been back in clubs. And, like, I feel pretty... I still feel definitely, like, stunted by COVID. But I don't feel like it's not happening anymore. Yeah, no. But I still feel like I see some people on Facebook or Twitter that are like, Okay, I'm going... I'm starting back up. 
like here i go like i saw somebody today and i'm not gonna like name names but i was like okay we're experiencing this differently like yeah and i respect your choices and i have no idea what your like medical history is and i'd obviously never be like you need to be grinding like i hate that mentality but i'm just like okay this is really doing a lot to a lot of people like yes everyone is experiencing this very differently it's such a mental component too i mean like even though the laws are whatever and things are better and we all have I mean, people have been inside for so long it it like changes your your ability to just be around people in 100%, general 100 percent. yeah it's wild and you I know was, oh, oh go ahead go. oh i was just talking about uh i was talking to my friend yesterday and she's trying to find somebody to watch her dog and everywhere she called was like well now everyone works from home and like everyone <laughs> uses the sentence everyone works at home or everyone's still at home and she also works in tv and i work in tv and i'm like we have been back in person for 14 months. So yeah. like, yeah. stop telling me that everyone like, yeah. And there are plenty of people that never worked yeah. from home. Like if you're working at the grocery store, you worked this entire yeah. time. Yeah. Like it's just, it's very like classist and it's very like dumb to be like, no, we just all stay home now because it's yeah. safe. And yeah. it's like, some people can't do their job from their home. Like you, and I don't want to be being, you have a very unessential job. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so do I. Yeah. <laughs> and I've also been working yeah for the last in, person, in since person they yeah. since anybody let you do an event there have yeah. been events yeah. yeah so yeah when we first went back to tv i was like eating lunch outside on a curb in it just, just anywhere because they were like well we don't have a safe place for you to eat but also don't eat near your friends or indoors <laughs> yeah and i was like sitting on a curb in steiner studios which is like the nicest stages in new york city being like i am on a show on stars like i am the highest paid person in my field of what i do and i'm sitting on a curb (laughs) eating my salad like being like cool times like we didn't have like we were running out of masks like nobody knew what to do like everybody and when we went back it was august it was five months after the beginning of all of this and i had coworkers that like lived alone or were in their 50s or like older or that like really hadn't left their house and then all of a sudden they were back at work and they were like shell-shocked and like terrified and it was a really like i wasn't like happy to be at work but i was like okay if you get it you're gonna manage it you're gonna wear your mask you're gonna like do your best you're just all you're gonna do is do your best but it was like a really crazy experience and then that entire fall and winter the fall i did some archer shows but that whole fall and winter i was so mad that I had the day job part of my life back, but not the comedy part. I was just yeah. like, I'm just going to work for 10 hours and then I go home. Like, <laughs> like a normal fuck? person? What yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, this is bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, Leland, I want to kind of direct us back to the theme of the podcast, Alone at Lunch, feeling like the odd man out. Yeah. And kind of give you the opportunity now to ring, bring up any stories or situations or anything that ring true to that feeling or that sentiment. So it's, it's interesting because we were talking about work. Because my job, I am constantly the odd man out. Ooh, do tell. So I work for a photo booth company. And it's not like... uh, I always tell people that and they always think it's like the box in a bar with like a curtain. Yeah. It's not that. It's just basically like a box that has a camera, a printer, and a touchscreen in it. Right. But no like curtain. It's not enclosed. And I set it up at like events, like Mm -hmm. parties, weddings, things like that. And um, so I'll go to these things and it's just me with this like box. Is this your, did you, is this your company? Like, did you start this? No, no, no. I got hired. Okay. Amazing. I met someone at the Creek in the Cave. Oh, nice. That worked there. And they're like, I got, my company's hiring. I was like, sure. Great. And uh, so I'll like go and it's a lot of times it's in New York, but 
also a lot of times it's uh, out of state. Yeah. So sometimes I'll fly somewhere. Oh, wow. Like this weekend, I just flew to Chicago, yeah. picked up a rental car in a box. Which feels crazy to me that whoever's hiring your company isn't like, surely there's a camera in Chicago. It's like, yeah. no, 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 we need the New York one. Yeah. Well, I we had well we have them in Chicago. Okay. That's but why they I didn't had to have flow somebody, to Chicago. Yeah. They, they don't have, have employees somebody. in Chicago. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I drove to Des Moines, Iowa. So crazy. Oh my goodness. To set up this camera for like a six hour event and oh then break it down, drive back to Chicago wow. and fly back. But it's just me. Yeah. And I've done like a lot of people think like weddings are the main one, but yeah. I've worked there like four years and done like two weddings. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, I definitely would have said weddings. Yeah, right? They're, I think they're like pretty expensive. Yeah. I'm not on the sales part of it, so I don't know the exact yeah. numbers, but I think it's like a couple grand for yeah. a night for these things. Oh, yeah. So it's so like, like the one not to like get talk shop, but the one that we got for our wedding, I think was like $400. Yeah. So very different. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's all like corporations oh. and like galas and things. Yeah. Like uh we used to have a uh contract with Johnson and Johnson. Oh wow. So we're at whenever they had like uh charity events, they would have us come set up a photo booth. But now that they have the bad vaccine, they can't afford you yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really lost a lot of uh stock. Yeah. Um so there was one gal I did for them. I was in upstate New York. It was at an airport in a big airplane hangar oh wow cool and it was for like one of these like mission type charities where people like go to a different country and like help people there yeah. and they're there for like months yeah and uh they had this big gala there were like people walking around on stilts and just me with my little photo booth oh my god <laughs> and then all the people there are like gonna go on the mission and then at the end of the night all the celebrating was done they all picked up bags Got onto an airplane and we watched them fly off oh my God. to the country. What? Yeah, and That's I was crazy. just like, "What am I doing here? This is crazy." <laughs> what are these people? That's nuts. It felt very cult like because yeah. it was like this big ceremony. These people like changed from tuxedos to like jeans That's and they got nuts. on the plane. That's and That's some left. Jonestown shit. Like, okay, goodbye. Yeah, like exactly. you're flying to Guam. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm like, am I gonna have to? testify yeah brought to a senate hearing yeah that's that's crazy and like do you do you experience like any type of like social anxiety because for like for me the job of showing up somewhere alone with something that like needs to work correctly and if it doesn't very rich people will be mad at me would really give me a lot of stress <laughs> yeah i think um sometimes uh especially in the beginning yeah but now that i've done it for like four years yeah. i kind of know Things go wrong all the time, and it's, like, usually not my fault. Right. So, I just, like, <laughs> there's, like, a team of people here in New York that I, like, text and be like, hey, this is happening. What do what I do? What do I do? Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, like, this weekend, um, I forgot a thing in Chicago. I forgot, like, we had, like, this black backdrop, and I needed to get, like, a stand for it in Chicago, and I forgot it and then drove five hours to Des Moines. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, well, I just don't have this. Yeah, there's no, um, there's no going back now. Yeah. But uh, luckily, they had like the place where they wanted to set it up had like a black curtain Perfect. already there. Oof. So I was like, all right, Thank we're God. fine. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it's like very, I feel like uh, a spy sometimes where I'm like, I have this equipment and this mission and it's just me. Yeah. And I got to get it done. Um, Do you ever feel like, I mean, uh, 
like when you're in a taxi and like you talk as if the taxi driver d- can't hear you is that like you know what i mean where you like you and your partner person with you kind of like talk and just talk about anything because a taxi driver just like doesn't exist in your brain oh so he's the like, taxi driver do you feel like scenario? you're a taxi driver in the scenario where you're like people are just doing things you just happen to be there but it's almost as if you're not you're like a masked yeah. laborer like. yeah a lot of the times i do yeah um because i do like most of the events i stand by the machine and like it's it's you just tap the screen and yeah. then it takes the picture and yeah. then the people put in their email amazing yeah. so it's like i really don't need to be there but right. they're like oh they encourage people and i'm yeah. like all right whatever <laughs> and or troubleshooting i mean yeah having done the photo booth of my wedding with my aunts and uncles i know that there is an age gap of like a knowledge of technology because yes. it was just hitting the button and they were like it's gonna take more than one picture and it's yeah. like you've been in a photo you understand this <laughs> yeah. technology like it's also like my company is like one of the better photo booth companies in the world. So they're always like trying to innovate and do weird okay. types of photo booths. So sometimes it is like I got to explain yeah. to people like this weekend, a photo booth that I was working on, it like had two cameras and one of them was like set to really dark and you'd use lights to like color paint. Oh, cool. And then the other one would flash and take Fancy. a picture. So it would just like have this color paint in front of you, but no one understood what was going on. <laughs> of course on. not. Of course not. And I'm just like, this is what you got to do. That's fancy as um, heck. Yeah. Um, but th- it's just a lot of like weird events. Yeah. And weird circumstances. I mean, it's got to be interesting so people many watching. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say the <laughs> most good. weird one that I ever did was I drove to Boston uh, to work the annual hypnotist guilds. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Spectacular. So it was all hypnotists and it was maybe like like a couple hundred people here. Wow. And they were yeah, like... a lot of people quacking. A lot of people quacking. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. They were all, they were like dressed from jean jackets all the way up to like... Tuxedos. Tuxedos. Or, yeah. Wow. And uh, it was strange. They were like... Uh, very like one guy asked if we had a mechanical keyboard to type in his email wow one lady had a bowl that she's like we have to get the bowl in the shot oh and God. like really helped her get the bowl in the shot there was I, a guy wow oh, you go i was just gonna say i've never been this was just making me realize i've never been to a convention of any kind like i've never been to like this is a group of people I identify with or in a thing I'm a fan of and yeah. I'm going to go and I'm going to stay in a Marriott hotel and I'm yeah. going to like go to the ballroom and yeah. meet people who have the same interest as me. Like I, I, it's such a foreign concept to me to want to go to a convention yeah. or something. You know, I'm in the same boat yeah. as you because I've never been to a convention as, as a person choice. going, yeah. <laughs> but I've been to dozens of conventions as someone that's not supposed to be at that convention. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, I must admit that I have been to a convention or two for my day profession. Oh, but not but, like by choice. You're not like... No, I, I'm going. Like, I go. No, I know, but you're not... It's not something you're like a fandom of. Like, you're going for work. You're not... Yeah, I mean, I have... No, I haven't been to like Comic-Con or anything like that. Yeah. No, but yeah, I've been to like the... Um, uh, occupational therapy you put on a badge convention. And you, you put on a badge and, and you walk it does feel very cultish i mean like everybody's like oh my god like this is the best thing yeah um so there is that i i i have presented i wow. must say yeah oh. that's to my own horn um fancy if you ever it's the biggest like what's it um where you feel like you're not supposed to be there but um imposter syndrome it's the biggest imposter syndrome oh, yeah. like yeah. talking yeah. in front of a group of people who like are sit are 
every word you say, they're like, oh my God, this is very innovative. We are taking this in. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm just like, do you, do you know who I am? Like you, if you knew what I actually am, like you wouldn't listen to that. You wouldn't be that impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 There was a, I forget what kind of convention it was, but Danny went to Vegas to install a convention, like some sort of technology yearly thing that always happens in Vegas in January. And he worked for this company that was just like a bunch of like people who did a lot of cocaine and like built scenery. <laughs> and they, they were like, okay, if you want to, you can bring your girlfriend to Vegas. And he was like, great. And they were like, we're going to pay for her flight. Cause they like do a lot of jobs with Delta. And they were like, we can, we'll pay for her flight. She could stay with you. You have your own room. Oh, like awesome. she can like hang out in Vegas. And I had never been, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it was like five days and I took the time off of work. And then they were like, just kidding um we're not gonna pay for the flight but she can still come and i was like well i already took the days off like i already (laughs) yeah i guess i will buy a plane ticket like i went anyway because i was like i thought i was going to vegas you know whatever and for the first like two days he had to work but my friend flew in from la and we had like a very fun time but then by the time danny was like ready to hang out i was like i'm done vegas is a two-day city (laughs) like we were still there but we were like i did all the stuff but we um the point of the story was that he was there for this convention and uh bu- 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 whoa his coat his <laughs> i was like why did i bring this up his boss <laughs> like they were gonna stay in this really really nice hotel that the convention was at it was like a newer hotel on the strip i forget what it was called but it was very fancy and his boss was such a quirky drug doing weirdo that he was like no no, no. we want to stay in the hotel that looks like a castle mm-hmm. there's like a family oriented hotel that looks like a <laughs> castle that was built in like 1992 great i didn't know this till we got home i'm glad i did not know it when we were there because at the time i was like a free hotel room how yeah, nice perfect but then like having been in both hotels i was like i want to spit fire out of my <laughs> eyeballs like we could have been in the like infinity pool hotel and we're in the like cheesy you're in, like circus yeah circus or yeah, whatever it yeah. is i was that's, like this is not cool that's the one that i stayed in oh yeah because i went that was my first event coming out of the pandemic oh, okay was they flew me to la to get equipment in a and car then drive to and then yeah. drive to vegas this was for like um i think like toyota hired us sure to like set up a photo booth outside of the arena for their hockey team oh weird so there's a hockey game going on and they had a <laughs> booth outside <laughs> perfect they perfect. had a car they were trying to sell of course and we maybe got like 30 pictures i was gonna like, say hockey fans <laughs> are really thinking about their next car purchase yeah and these were all to a game. yeah they're all going into the game no yeah. one wants to stop and take a picture and so there was like five days of travel that's crazy all of this just for, for 30. 30 pictures <laughs> and yeah i stayed in the excalibur hotel. yeah the excalibur yeah. that's oh, what it's called fancy. yeah it's it is so stuff like that when you do the math on like corporate spending you're just like truly what did you gain from this and like i'm glad i'm employed but what are we doing here like yeah. your marketing teams need to have another meeting because this does not make any sense yeah, yeah. i talked to i forget who there was a comic who worked for a company that hired us and he was talking to me and a friend that worked at my job and he's like oh i know your job uh, i do the finances for my company and so i saw what we paid for your thing you should ask for more money because <laughs> we pay them a lot oh wow yeah oh you should ask personally yeah, i yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow yeah probably i mean i have no idea but i think everyone <laughs> yeah. should ask for more money yeah, yeah always well, we've come to that point in our show where um, it's our first and only segment where, Leland, we want to know where do you like to eat literally alone at lunch? Ooh, um, so I grew up in Arizona yeah. and a lot of really good Mexican food there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and I moved here and there's not really a great abundance yeah yeah Mm -hmm, there's like mm -hmm. it's a very sparse mexican food here but i found one place that sells tacos yeah that i will frequently go to by myself nice to get tacos it's called uh los tacos numero uno number one there's three of them in manhattan one in chelsea market one near times square perfect and then one on the lower west side i think hot spots yeah and they just they make all their own stuff they make their tortillas there oh nice they have like the big kebab of pork that they like cut from nice really really good you can tell i grew up in northern new jersey because i'm like there's i eat a lot of mexican there's so much good mexican you're like what are you talking about (laughs) you're like there's no mexican some of these tacos have radishes on it like that is like (laughs) as good as it gets they put a creme fraiche i mean i don't know whatever uh well that sounds delicious yeah it's really good if you ever good to know looking for a taco place always i'm literally always looking yeah for literally place. always <laughs> perfect well thank you so much for being here with us oh thank you for having of me course. this was so much fun we want to give you the opportunity now to promote handles shows things you got going on anything you want to promote here yeah so um i am at leland comedy Great. on all social medias yeah and then uh, I have a podcast of my own. Ooh. I do it with two friends, uh, Mia Faith Hammond and Charlie Dawson. Perfect. Nice. I love them. It's uh, the Idiots Catalog. Mm-hmm. Love it. Spelled C A T A L O G. Perfect. And we just like talk about invention ideas that we've oh, had. Nice. And then we play this uh, card game called Snake Oil. Great. Where we like make up inventions and pitch to each other and we're weird characters and stuff. That sounds oh, great. Fun. Yeah. So you can find us on instagram and like twitter and all that through that but perfect. the idiots catalog perfect. idiots catalog emily uh yeah you can find me at the funny walsh everywhere i was trying to think of what happened on tiktok this week i think <laughs> mostly kindness this oh, week wow. oh wow i've really taken a turn i had some real meanies for a while but mostly <laughs> a lot of meanies mostly uh kind people this week mostly positive comments a couple people uh did not understand that I was making a joke. I, I think TikTok is fascinating because you can make a statement that is like, most things are like this. And everyone in the comments is like, I'm going to tell you every example of why you're wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, like I said something about like dogs not being able to go to most breweries. I literally said most. I went back and l- listened to it to be like, I said most. Like, I didn't yeah. say all. And like, I'm actually not mad about it because now I have just like this very long list of breweries that allows dogs in every city in the country. <laughs> but it's like the this such and such brewery in Seattle loves a dog. And I'm like, yeah. good to know. Like, thank you for this information. <laughs> thank you for the heads like, up. Thank you for the heads up. Uh, but yeah, so I'm the funny Walsh everywhere. The podcast is alone at lunch pod everywhere. And you can email us at alone at lunch at Gmail. Amazing. And I'm Carly J Montag on the platforms. Leland, thank you for being here with us. It's been so so much much. fun. And for everyone else, thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Alone at Lunch early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. 
Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.